0: Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, Danielle Bezalow. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. If you love and support the work that we do, join my crew on Patreon to win amazing prizes like our adorable merch, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, private sessions with yours truly, and incredible sex toys. Go to patreon.com slash sexedwithdb to join my crew. Get discounts at all of my favorite brands at sexedwithdb.com. And follow us on Instagram at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. If you want to partner with us, email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. Hello, my friends. Happy Friday once again. I hope you had a stellar week, and you are going to have a wonderful weekend, and you're going to have all the sex, or none of the sex, and all the cuddling, and none of the cuddling, and all the food, or just do whatever the fuck that you want to do. Whatever a good weekend looks like for you, go do that. Um, We're talking about the state of sex ed in the U.S. today, and this is all from The Guttmacher Institute, um, if you haven't heard, uh, of them, their tagline is good reproductive health policy starts with credible research, which I fucking love. It's very nerdy, but I'm into it. Um, and we're really going to be learning about like what the current state of sex ed in the U S is like today. Uh, I have stats for you as of February 1st, 2023 in regards to state laws and policies in place. And before we even get into like the highlights of what we're going to go over, I want to give a little bit of background that Guttmacher has on their website around sex and HIV education specifically in the U.S. So here goes. Beginning in the 1970s, concerns over adolescent pregnancy and later HIV AIDS galvanized widespread public support for sex education in schools. Most states currently have a policy requiring HIV education, usually in conjunction with broader sex education. Meanwhile, as debate over the relative merits of ab only abstinence only until marriage messages versus more comprehensive approaches has intensified, states have enacted a number of specific content requirements. I feel like I need to read that sentence again. Let's learn. Let's learn again. Meanwhile, as debate over the relative merits of abstinence only until marriage messages versus more comprehensive approaches has intensified. Okay, makes sense. States have enacted a number of specific content requirements. All right, we're on the same page now. Okay, we're good. Growing acknowledgement of young people's sexuality has popularized instruction on life skills with most states now requiring instruction on healthy relationships and the prevention of sexual violence. Um, So that's their little background. I just think it's really important to know like, what is going on currently in certain states in the US. If you uh, want to learn specifically about your state that you're living in, wherever you're tuning in from, if you just go to the Google machine and type in Guttmacher sex ed statistics," you'll find this page that I'm at, um, and you will you'll find basically the the policy and state laws page that I'm that I'm going to be reading from, and you'll you'll be able to see specific states and what they require. So let's talk about the highlights here for general requirements for sex education and HIV education and where we're currently at. So 38 states and DC mandate sex education and or HIV education. Only, however, 25 states and DC mandate both. So that's only half of the states that require both sex ed and HIV education, um, 30 states NDC mandate that when provided, sex and HIV education programs meet certain requirements. This is where we have some issues, or I'll just speak for my fucking self. This is where I have some issues. So only 17 out of 50 states require sex ed program content to be medically accurate. I'm sorry, what? If you haven't heard that stat before, let me read it again only 17 US states require sex ed program content to be medically accurate. That means that 33 states fast math. Thank you very much. Uh, basically they don't require that. So I guess their teachers can just like say lies question mark. And that, uh, there's there's maybe no consequences for that if it's not required to be medically accurate. I don't know. I, I don't like that fact. Um, Another fact that I don't really like is only 26 states and D.C. require the instruction to be appropriate for the student's age. Um, All sex ed should be age appropriate. It should be that students are able to learn what they're uh, able to learn at the right time. Uh, It's pretty simple. I don't really know how else to say it, but that definitely should be a higher number. Ten states require the program to provide instruction that is appropriate for a student's cultural background and that is not biased against any race, sex, or ethnicity. Uh, Again, that, that number should definitely be higher. And only four states prohibit the program from promoting religion. Big yikes that a majority of U.S. states don't prohibit sex ed content to promote religion. Uh, sex ed should be medically accurate and science-based and religion has nothing to do with that. So don't really understand what's up with that. Obviously, religion should be a topic that should be discussed in the context of sex ed, but we shouldn't be promoting religious practices while teaching it. Those are two different things. Um, Let's talk about how parents are involved here. So 40 states in DC require school districts to involve parents, which I'm all for. I think it's a, it's a team effort. It's not just schools. It needs to be schools and parents and the media and books and porn and everyone kind of doing their part to make sure, uh, that young people are being taught good quality sex ed. Uh, 25 states and DC require parental notification that sex ed or HIV education will be provided. Six states require parental consent for students to participate in sex education or HIV education, and 35 states in D.C. allow parents the option to remove their child from instruction. So that should be available. Like, I I don't know. I kind of have, like, mixed feelings about this. I think that it really should be, like, an opt-out program more often than it should be an opt-in program because if students are automatically enrolled and parents have the option to take them out, that is more work required than having parents sign up for their kids to opt in for sex ed. Um, But I don't know, are parents like opting out for their kids to learn math? Are they opting out for their kids to learn science? It's just like, it's so politicized. And I just think it's bullshit if you can't tell. Let's talk about what, what, are you still with me? Is this, is this, I hope it's not boring. (laughs) I'm very interested in this. I hope you are too. Um, Let's go through a couple of the, like the content requirements, some highlights here. Um, Take a guess. Maybe let's make it a game. Fun, fun, Danielle. Um, How many states require information on contraception? The answer is 20. So that means that 30 states are not uh, required to be teaching about contraception. How many states do you think require info on abstinence? I'll give you a hint. It's higher than 20. It's 39, okay? And, and abstinence is one option and should be discussed. However, 29 of those 39 states require that abstinence be stressed. What? Almost 30 states are saying like you should abstain, like that is, you're, you're stressing the option of abstinence? Not great. 19 states require instruction on the importance of engaging in sexual activity only within a marriage. Okay, that's unrealistic. Um, And 13 states in DC require either an inclusive or discriminatory view of sexual orientation. That stat doesn't really make sense to me. Oh, okay, they're breaking it down. 10 states out of those 13 require inclusive content with regard to sexual orientation and three states require only negative information to be provided on homosexuality and or positive emphasis on heterosexuality. Okay, that's not good. Don't like that one. Um, when it comes to HIV education, 19 states require inclusion of information on condoms or contraception, which is is good. That's good. Uh, and life skills. This is the last, last section here, so stay with me. Um, in terms of life skills, requirements for sexual consent, relationships, and prevention of dating and sexual violence, this is actually pretty good. thirty five states in d c require provision of information about skills for healthy romantic and sexual relationships. Pretty good, trending upward. And forty states in d c require prevention of teen dating violence and sexual violence to be covered. So, that is very good. Um, obviously the fact that we're not covering pleasure or we're not, we're not required to cover pleasure is problematic, but I think this is kind of like the bare minimum here of what should be covered. Um, once again, if you Google Guttmacher sex ed in the U S statistics or something like that, this website will pop up. Um, and you can look at your specific state and it tells you exactly what is offered and what is mandated. Um, point being, I hope if you gained anything from this bonus episode, it's that sex ed generally is not very good for many, many people. And it's really, really important that we continue advocating, whether that be in our local uh, districts, in our states, uh, you know, policy, advocacy groups, like what, whatever you find, like find your local school district and just like see, do some inquiring, see what they're doing. Um, in their school and what their sex ed policies are like. And if you're not happy with them, challenge them. Try to try to get a group together to to talk about this because it's really, really important. It starts at the local level and we really need to be figuring out what's going on near us before we do this like global or even national effort, right? So really important. I hope that you, you gain some info here, um, and that you're just as nerdy as I am and that you really like stats like this. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Our creator, host, and executive producer is me, Danielle Bazalel, aka DB. Our co-producer and communications lead is Catherine Cohen. Our social media intern is Sarah Kelly. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds. Thank you so much to our featured guests, partners, and our listeners. Want to advertise with us? Email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on IG at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. See you next time.